my favorite things growing up was waiting for the ice cream man. You know, like you would save up your your money that you your allowance that you got for the week and put it in a little box and stuff, and then you'd kind of come outside and and just wait to hear the the music playing. And when you see them come around the corner, you'd run. And for me, I'd always get like those orange popsicle ice cream things. And mm-hmm. you know, I, now that I'm adult, I kind of think back on that and I think. Wouldn't it be just great if we just murdered all the men in our life? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Um, what? <laughs> That's probably what uh, you guys are saying right now, listening at home. But that, my friends, is actually in reference to our movie of the week this yes. week. So welcome back to Uncovered Cinema. My name is Will. And just to let you know, I really like animes where everybody dies. And I'm Brian, and am in free speech jail this week because of last week's episode. If you didn't hear it, you can go back and check it out um, in regards to what I said to Kevin Spacey. So that is, of course, why you have the opening this week. Um, Hopefully, Ah, I'll be back out next week on uh, parole or probation, whatever it might be. Depends on the kind of freedom speech jail that it is. But uh, anyways, welcome. Thank you for joining us. With cancel culture, you never know how long it'll last. Well, with the way the world is nowadays, I think I'd rather be in free speech jail instead of out in the real world because uh, things are getting scary out here. Dude, yeah. Everywhere is scary. And you want to talk about scary, dude. All right. So, you know Leia, my uh, bloodhound. She's beautiful. She's my baby. She is a big 67-pound bloodhound runt of her litter, so she's a little bit a little bit smaller than what she's supposed to be. My God, that's big for a dog. I, I feel like that's yeah, big. She... Mine are like 20 pounds. Right? And, and most of the people around here in my apartment complex have small dogs as well. So when they see Leia, they're like, oh, God, big old dog, right? Leia is the biggest coward you have ever seen. She makes Scooby-Doo look brave, for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing for big dogs i feel like it's kind of backwards like little dogs bark a lot and big dogs are not as scary as they yeah look. it's like little dogs are making up for their size they're so small so they're like oh man i gotta scare them away because if they call me on my bluff i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do i'm screwed <laughs> you know so i gotta i gotta act big and tough because you know they can't get near me because i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do big dogs on the other hand are like i want cuddles and yeah. i want belly rubs i think it's the same it. for big bald men as well <laughs> maybe i don't know men, the all they cuddles, want is belly rubs and cuddles <laughs> <laughs> no so today i was walking leia um this morning i don't know earlier in the morning and it, it's a time that everybody's already been at school and usually we don't run into anybody in our apartment complex you know it's just me and her yeah and uh as a bloodhound when she gets into a scent dude she puts her nose to the ground and nothing else in the world matters like at all i could be getting murdered if she's on the trail (laughs) of something it doesn't matter (laughs) this this runner this lady who's listening to music or whatever is coming up behind her jogging up behind us you know pretty slow like i saw her i got us out of the way and everything lay it in it notice anything different because you know i'm just moving her out of the way yeah what be due to her this jogger gets all the way up to being a foot behind leia you know passing us leia had no clue <laughs> that the jogger was there until after she got right behind her and then all you hear is this arr, 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 and then she jumps into my legs and she's like cuddling up against me like, arr, arr, arr. Like, i'm like it's okay it's okay and the jogger loses her shit she oh, is no. laughing her ass off oh, walking okay. by <laughs> i thought she got upset i thought she was mad that that the dog uh, got scared but well then again no, why you I, never know there's karen's jog too <laughs> oh yeah they do oh yeah i've i've ran into my they fair share of with a cup of coffee in their hand <laughs> yeah i've ran into my fair share of karen's don't you don't you worry i got a uh bad karen story about dogs for every day of the week it's insane <laughs> it's insane but yeah no lay got completely terrified so this big old bloodhound with these big old teeth that could take anybody down if she really wants to is like cowering up like dad please help (laughs) oh god scary lady Ah!" (laughs) it's great (laughs) it's it's hilarious she wouldn't fit in uh uh the quiet place world i guess if uh no we had that movie coming out right next and uh another good scary movie i'm looking forward to seeing yeah and uh yeah yeah, she wouldn't be much help there, it seems. 
No, she would definitely get us killed. Most definitely. Guaranteed. And with zombies, oh man, dude, we'd be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> we'd be absolutely screwed. She'd be like, ooh, scent. Dead things. I like it. Oh, they're really <laughs> smelly too. So she oh, would be God. stuck up in there. Mm-hmm. But you know what's really, really wonderful about the day and age that we're in right now? What's that? We aren't going to have to leave the house like ever for entertainment because it just proves year after year with streaming. Nobody wants to leave their house to watch movie theaters. Streaming has gone up a 70% year on year. Yes. Every year, dude. And it is just continue on going. It, honestly, streaming isn't going anywhere. At no. All. And actually one of the big announcements this week too, was that um, podcasting is a huge growing industry. It's actually becoming a commodity now. Uh, so much to, oh, the, really? to the effect that uh, Spotify has announced that they're making paid prescri- uh, prescri- <laughs> paid subscription podcasts. So I, oh. uh, you can actually interesting set that up right now if you're a podcaster yourself and uh, and and set up some kind of subscription service. I don't know how well it's going to uh, um, take um, as far as it's already hard enough to get you to listen to us. So. Uh, getting, getting you to listen to us and giving us money is um, almost unheard of. But yeah. I guess if you really love the show, then you can uh, you can pay for it. I know there's a couple of shows myself I would pay for, including this yeah. one, actually, now that I think about it. So uh, it only goes to help the, the people that create the content. And uh, for the first year, um, Spotify is going to be giving 100% of the proceeds to the creators, which is great because... Um, as you know, we, wow, me and you don't have any lives of. because we have spent all our money on quality microphones <laughs> and uh, yeah. creating content. <laughs> yeah, we have spent, uh, you know, all our extra cash in the show. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 makes complete sense, and that's really cool because you don't ever see that happening where they give you all the proceeds. And I understand it's a promotional thing for the first year, but that's such a cool promotion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a great, that's that's an awesome thing. So we'll be seeing that pop up um, later later on in the year. I think it's going to be coming, hitting with more frequency. But yeah, you are definitely right. Yeah. Streaming is not going anywhere. It is a value commodity. And as we've talked about in the, in the show previously, it's also a way to monopolize the industry, which is kind of what we're seeing happening right now um, with, with uh, basically the streaming services controlling mm-hmm the content that's being put out there um yeah much much stricter and uh it's it's a, it's a two-sided sword though because the there's a lot of streaming services out there so you do have a better chance of getting something put out there if you are creating content um however um once you have you know signed the signed the line in your blood uh you're stuck with that streaming service and uh they're going to yeah, control that's how your streams go and and, and how that, you get paid and and when your future content's going to come out and how it's going to be made. So, yeah, that's the herd of having a monopolized system or something very similar to the studio system, which the streaming is going into. But you know, it's not that bad if done correctly. And on that note, this is coming out on a Wednesday. So just a reminder that we have Mother's Day coming up this Sunday. So make sure you put your orders in for your flowers, or your chocolates to send your mom a present. You know, it's it, it's not really about what you give the mother in your life, whether it be your mother or your wife, who is the mother of your children. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it's the thought that counts. You know, I love that saying. I love that saying. I think it's so bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think and... it's such bullshit. <laughs> because what's the thought behind some oh here's here's some socks i thought they're cute yeah yay i mean (laughs) if you want to get something for your mom for mother's day get her something that's useful you know that's practical at least that's what i've always thought like a subscription to a podcast on spotify right that's why this like the subscription service that spotify mentioned came up at the perfect time it's coming up with mother's day and then all the holidays are coming in the future if you want to buy gifts meaningful gifts or somebody yeah give them a subscription to a podcast you're not only helping um the podcast out but you're also giving something 
to someone you love that they may actually want and they're just like no nah, i don't really want to yeah. subscribe right now or i'm not really sure about it i don't know why i feel like in my mind podcasters are like like homeless people on the street begging for something you know begging for food and stuff <laughs> with a sign but instead of doing that they're just they're just making like announcements about things about their you know what what's going on and stuff and people are throwing <laughs> money into like a tip jar as they're as they're podcasting on the side of the street i don't know why yeah. i feel like they're kind of the same to me <laughs> it's just it's 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 well, a it, it's a business and I, it, it takes a while to grow your business so it's it's that's kind of yeah, I don't know, I, it, it feels like a little like begging to me but um we're glad you're listening I, to uncovered cinema and that you've made it this far <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you guys like us at least enough to listen to our rambling nonsense. That really is awesome. Oh, of course. Just Another some... big announcement. <laughs> we have a new logo. Yes, it looks so beautiful. Do. The, oh, yeah. New cover for the uh, podcast. Yeah, mm. yeah. So if you click on it and you're not sure how this ended up in your in your mobile device or in your show section, it's us. We just are updating the format to look 2021 mm -hmm. cool and uh yeah the 2021 mood yeah you know, i gotta gotta get rid of that 2020 mood yeah gotta yeah. welcome in the 2021 mood yeah and also <laughs> we do have a uh, big a big ad set running right now so if you're new to the show welcome you can go ahead and pull up a chair and listen to how the rest of the gang's going and uh and you'll you'll fit right in and join us um with our yeah. freakish love of movies so yeah, uh, if, welcome, welcome. If your we ad enjoy brought you here, you. yeah, welcome. Um, we also would love it if you uh, shameless ad or shameless plug here, but uh, we'd also love it if you would hit that little uh, subscribe or follow button, uh, depending on whatever um, service you're listening and streaming us through. Um, so that way you can get reminders when we do have new shows come out, which is now going to be every week on Wednesdays, and the stream will be Wednesdays, coming back as Wednesdays, well, so Wednesdays. you can see our. Or fugly mugs. Yeah, the stream is in process coming back. So as soon as I get it, my area built up, we just moved. So as soon as we get that built up, we will be coming back to stream. Yes. And uh, speaking but... of mugs, we do have a new photo that is coming out that is kind of leaking the uh, a new film that's going to be coming out. Do you want to go ahead and, and tell us about that? Oh, yeah. Ooh, man. Okay. So I know a lot of our older viewers, uh, myself included, and me know what i love lucy is you know yeah they were either raised on it as re um rewinds or new you know yes it, it was a wonderful show made by a husband and wife and it it was hilarious well now it turns out though the kids of lucy and desi um lucy and desi juniors are the executive producers for a slice of life film about their parents. Awesome. That is the remake I want to see. I'm so excited, dude. I had no idea this was a thing until today. And then I saw a picture of uh, Nicole Kidman, who's going to be playing uh, Lucille Bell. Ugh. Lucille Ball. Ball. Oh my God. She looks beautiful. They her makeup her style everything screams lucille but in her own unique way and it's not too much different from how um lucille ball was back in the day but it has just it. just a little bit the um lucy her uh the daughter of lucille she said that she wanted to get the essence of lucy and desi but not their exact looks and i think they freaking knocked the ball out of the park dude yeah i think that was a great casting choice i'm looking at the photos right now and you can check them yourself as well on instagram we'll post them there at uncovered cinema um they mm -hmm. it, it does look dead on she's she's a great pick for lucille ball i don't know if she can live up to that that grandeur that she had as a comedian but uh we'll we'll see but the the, the look is dead on wow it's it's actually yeah. kind of scary right it's scary it's like it's so realistic because you could tell they didn't try to remake her character or who the public thinks she is but they try to remake remake her you know her essence and it, it, it hits so much better in yeah. my opinion of course the younger crowd will probably slide right into the styles of the black and white 
um, era of shows that was on Lucille Ball because of WandaVision. You know, the first couple of episodes actually start out with that 50s style look. And yeah, I think it's, yeah, it was, it was such an awesome season to watch that because they, they went, every episode was a different generation. And so you'd see the subtle changes and, and even going from like the, uh, uh, what is it? The Panasonic color, or what is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, color something. Um, Panavision. Yeah. The Panavision coloring, um, to those, to those tone, to the, what we didn't know have now, which is like modern colors, but it was those, those bright, vivid colors. And then also, uh, it's interesting to know that like when you're filming in black and white, everything is different as far as it looks on film. So they have to actually consider how things are going to look on camera being black and white. So the, the dress, the styles, the, even the, there's, it's harder to find depths of field, uh, because everything is, is gray tones. So it's harder for those things to stand out. So they have to consider all that when they're building the sets and making that. So that's, that's kind of interesting that, that, that we have that. And I think people will slide right into that role when it comes out. Yeah. It may not be yeah, black and white, I'm... but that would be awesome if it was at least for a moment, like WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be black and white. If it if it, they do it for a moment, it's definitely gonna be very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, pay but that's really it. gonna be that's gonna be a choice to them. I can't wait to see what they do. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, of course, this week we're gonna be talking about a another fine young woman um, that is in the subject of our movie, um, an Oscar winner. Uh, promising yes. young woman. Yeah, it's a film that you can find at pretty much any of the major, major streaming sites that you could purchase movies on. It was the talk of the town during Sundance. Then it got nominated for five awards. One they ended up winning. Yes, I mean just the nominations themselves, dude. Yes, we're talking uh, about Academy Awards: Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Director, Best Film Editing. If you haven't seen it or heard about it, you need to go check it out was an Oscar mm-hmm. winner as well. And uh, for best original screenplay, which is not easy, especially with this year's competition. Let me tell you that. Yeah. So when we say it is well, or at least we are expecting <laughs> a lot out of this film, we're not exaggerating. So the synopsis for this movie is that a young woman is traumatized by a tragic event that happens in her past. She seeks out vengeance against those who've crossed her path. Immediately, I'm feeling like this is going to sound like a uh, Quentin Tarantino-esque type of movie or maybe like Kill mm-hmm. Bill sort, you know, like, right? Kill Bill. That's, that's, yeah. I, I even think from watching the previews that this girl actually kind of looks a little bit like Uma Thurman. <laughs> a little yeah, bit, she a little really blonde does. Haired. Well, yeah, it, it's because she's tall and blonde haired. Yeah. Um, but she's just like Uma Thurman. She is, I've seen her in um, her previous work. She is one amazing actress. So I can only imagine. I, I'm, I'm so excited to watch this. I am so, if you guys can't tell, I am so excited to see this film. So this film was actually directed and written by the same person, um, Emerald mm-hmm. Fennell. And uh, she was also the writer on Killing Eve and The Crown. Her work? Oh, mm. Killing Eve. I that was a really it. good show. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I was addicted to Killing too. Eve oh from gosh. the very first second to the last. Oh, and uh, I especially like Sandra Oh from Grey's Anatomy. That's I think she's mm-hmm. a really good actress, so it was good that she was kind of had a, yeah. more of a leading role in that. Well, she has a leading role in Grey's Anatomy as well. But, um, yeah, she killed supporting lead. And she killed in Killing Eve. Okay, so the main character in this film is Carrie Mulligan, and again, she looks like very much like Uma Thurman. Uh, tall, skinny, blonde, and uh, apparently she can pack a punch from what the commercials are, are showing in this movie. She has a lot mm-hmm. of credits, 36 credits, been in different movies, um, during different shows, very experienced actress, and I'm looking forward to watching this. So it's it's a vengeance film, so you need to put yourself in that kind of heads, headspace. There's probably going to be some traumatic stuff happening and uh, enough to feel her hate fire enough to want to uh own anybody that's that's in her way i guess so yeah uh, yeah let's go ahead and check it out and we will come right back to you after we watch the movie um do you have any other thoughts going into like any other things that you're expecting that you want to see or anything that would 
standing out. Um, Killing you know, Eve, I'm, The Crown. I mean, you, you kind of know the film style of this director. You know, I'm just honestly waiting for um, just a good time. Like with their films, I always find, or at least with Killing Eve and The Crown, I always find it's a edge of your seat experience. So that's what I'm expecting going into this film. And um, for any of you that are new, just to let you know what we're going to be doing. We're going to be pausing here for us. We're going to be breaking away and then we're going to be coming back after we watch the film. If you guys want to pause the podcast right here and go watch the film, or if you've already watched it, awesome. Uh, then you can join us because we're going to be getting into the film and we're going to be talking about spoilers. So if you don't want to hear spoilers in the film, make sure you pause here because when we come back, there's definitely going to be spoilers. Yes. And what we do is like a little parasitic alien crawl inside the chest of the movie and break it apart and bust it out from the chest screaming and kicking all covered in goo um which is basically just a summary of our life being covered in <laughs> food as we watch movies yeah. all day because we have no lives so uh <laughs> with that, well, that I, is our lives <laughs> that is our lives yes <laughs> so with that we will uh come right back after this break and i'll be with you after we've seen the movie Okay, welcome back to Future Us, after we've now watched uh, Promising Young Woman, which you yourself can check out on any of the streaming services right now for $5.99, uh, for majority of them. And uh, what, after immediate opinions, what do you think? Like, hooey, man. Oh, man. That movie was completely different than I thought it was going in. I will not, <laughs> yes. I'm not going to play. That blew me away. Of course, we're going to be doing spoilers, so that's why we, we did the break. But yeah, I they killed the main character. What the hell? When did they do, <laughs> right? The, the, and not just the fact that she died, the way she died. It, it was beautiful. Okay, so this, the movie, guys, is a really bold take at trying to um break down the good guy or nice guy phenomenon that's going on everywhere around the world you know like oh he can't have done that he's such a nice boy or oh he didn't mean to rape her he is such a nice guy a lot of oh he's never done anything before because he's such a good boy yeah there's a lot of common things that you would have heard like oh she wanted it or you know i i um, mm -hmm. you didn't, you didn't say you wanted me to stop or there's a lot of those, those things that I think is kind of overused and, and, and heard, um, out and about nowadays. And yeah, they, they did a pretty good job addressing those and, and trying to break it down. Um, uh, mm -hmm. main thing is no means no, because, uh, she will come at you with the samurai sword. Um, yeah. Uh <laughs> so I, I, uh, yeah, there, there, there is a lot of that too. Breaking down these uh, social stereotypes of, you know, for example, the doctors or or being mm -hmm. a, a successful white man. Um, <laughs> there's, there, there. I guess, um, yeah, I guess <laughs> so white people in this movie were basically like white people in a Spike Lee movie. They're basically like like trolls and and like like gremlins <laughs> but they're but they're wearing suits and stuff you know they're doctors yeah so, so what he's referring to is um the actors that they had playing the roles one of them uh you guys are know he's from um super bad he was the um oh what is his name christian mitz plaza oh yeah, yeah so the, he was uh mclovin yeah he was mclovin yeah god he looked so as you guys, different in that didn't he yeah well he's much older now he's uh he was a teenager when he was mclovin back in um the thing but he was known as you know a nice guy same with uh seth from the oc is another one of the you know nice guy when the guys that are attacking women in the show and they're just trying to show you that 
even the people who you think are nice guys can still do some pretty heinous shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a level playing field out there, and uh, I'm I'm glad they kind of work to break those those stereotypes. Um, and mm-hmm. as we all know, even within this year, not all cops are good. Some cops are good, um, but not all of them yeah. are good. And there's that stereotype just because you wear a uniform or have a white coat on that you need to be uh, uh, separated from the law in, in some way. But it seems like she took the law into her own hands on this one. But it's it's such a, a, a common, I feel like it's a common scenario. And they even did like with the uh, dean, the scene with the dean. Um, you know, she said we get yeah. two or three of those a week of these complaints of sexual harassment. And there's just so many, I can't even, you know, think about it, you know? So yeah. it's like, it seems that there's like so that's many kind that of a commonality. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many, she chooses to ignore it. You know, in the United States, there are roughly, I'm not saying these are the exact numbers, but these are what I got, the statistics I got from the FBI. There's roughly 98,213 forcible rapes in the United States in 2019. Jeez, that's a lot. Uh, again, that's a couple of years old, but still 98,000 rapes. You want to know how, like the percentage of that, that actually went to trial where somebody was convicted. Not, these are just the people convicted, not people that got off scot-free and doesn't even take into account the massive amount that doesn't even go to trial, period. Yeah, I wonder like, yeah, how, only, how many of those are not 30- even reported? right? Only 33.4% of rapes even end in arrest. You know, that's, that's what this movie was trying to prove and trying to show Yeah, is there is a big issue right now in the United States. When women are getting raped, they're being attacked and there is nothing that anybody's doing about it. The lawyers that are pushing them down and trying to beat them back, they were represented in this film, just like everybody else. Nobody was safe. And that's what I loved about this film and by god carrie mulligan gave one hell one hell of a powerful performance the fact that she didn't get like best actress blows my f-ing mind yeah yeah uh one of the things i liked from it was the the kind of style that it was filmed in like i i don't know it just there was mm-hmm. almost okay well maybe this is because of now that i'm thinking about it it's because of my age and i grew up in in you know late 80s 90s and stuff but Everything about mm-hmm. that kind of made me feel comfortable in watching the scenes that I was in the home, the 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 various places that she wa- was, that her dress style, her mm-hmm. hair, um, all kind of had that that '90s or late '80s kind of esque feel to it. That made me feel yeah. comfortable of, of things of me growing up in my home. And now that I'm thinking about it, is is something that's kind of common in in trauma victims is that they get stuck in that age that they that the trauma happened they don't grow up they just Mm -hmm. stay there so that everything fit this character um in this 90s 80 late 80s style uh even her her attitude her her the way she acted you know she wasn't mature enough to to hold a, a, a higher on. job or if you notice the little details on. of her, her, that her nails were painted different colors, almost in that like pastels of, mm-hmm. uh, of like the they 90s. Did when they're in. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and every color, every nail was a different color. It's almost like this, uh, nod to like being younger and more immature, a, a younger type of person. Um, that really echoed to the fact that she was stuck in the age that her trauma yeah. happened. Well, I think that's even a more powerful message than necessarily taking the victims and saying the victim story, you know, because we've had, we have stories, we have it said over and over again about the victim stories and everybody just turns a blind eye. Right. But this is really telling the story about the family of the victim. Right. It's a different, it's that perspective. Exactly. How it's not just the victim that isn't able to move on from this scenario that may end up killing themselves, God forbid, that may end up doing, you know, becoming, you know, clinically depressed for the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. breaking down mentally. It's not just the victims that are going through us. It's also their best friends, their family, the best friend's family. You know, everybody associated with her and that has touched her is dealing with this. And this film just shoves that in your face. And I love it. Um, what do you think about the the twist too? Halfway through the movie, that 
uh, Ryan turns out to be associated with this this group of guys themselves. You know, he's there's this colossal twist going on with this character that he appears to be the nice guy, one of the one of the mm-hmm. you know the good guys out there, and then we find out he is yeah. actually one of the perpetrators of this crime that caused the trauma uh, for this girl or her friend um, um, way back, her best friend way back when. So the main boyfriend Ryan, he uh, is put out to being the best guy in the world, the nicest guy. How a actual gentleman would act towards a lady if she doesn't want to go up to your place, you don't make her. Um, you want more dates. You're funny. You know things like that, like how you should treat somebody. And then it's they come later to find out that he messed up in his youth, right? He was watching and filming this woman get gang raped by a bunch of dudes. You're right. And he was laughing about it, joking about it. Then he sent the video or it may not have been him, but at least it was somebody he was associated with sent the video around to a bunch of people. Right. And this is the event that led up to the lady in question killing herself. So it just, it just shows that you may not be necessarily the one that's taking part in the rape or the one that's taking part in the sexual assault. But if you're laughing at it, if you're making light of it, if you're watching videos that are made from it, you're just as guilty. You're right. Yeah, they made that just very clear in the movie. And and we were given this hint um, early on in the movie after their first date when he tries to get her to come up. Oh, you know, this is my apartment. That's so strange. Do you want to come up for coffee or, you know, whatever it might be? So we were given that oh, hint that he could be the, you know, the 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 twist plot in this, in this movie. And it all makes sense now after we've watched it. But yeah, before that was, yeah. that was a good little nod. Um, but one of the things also that I think the, the is interesting that the writer, the directors is, is playing with is that this character Casey is having this internal struggle with accepting and, and dealing with men, regardless of whether they're good or bad. And, and she has, mm-hmm after this trauma labeled all these men as, 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 you know, bad guys, they're all, they're all evil. And it doesn't really matter if it's the guy that was specific to the crime that she witnessed or, or was part of possibly. Um, yeah. but they're all the same in her book. You know, that's why she goes out and, and pretends to be drunk and, and tries to lure these guys in to a certain extent. They are luring, they're luring her as well. Um, and, and they definitely deserve everything they got, whatever it might be, which they also don't, they don't really say if she's, if she's killed them or beat them up or just shamed them in some way. Yeah. Another turning point for this character, which you can also see, um, happens in the movie. It's, it's a pivotal moment that is shown in the way that they had staged the shot and set up the scene. Um, the, we can tell that she's going to choose between having a, a good life or, or st- keeping with that perspective that men are bad um, is when she's getting ready to go out s- to this date for, on the first date, she's talking with her parents and there's kind of like two, uh, it's full of hallways, you know, so there's different ways for her to go, um, which is more of a physical representation of this character's decision that she's preparing to make. But also she's wearing this white dress with, rose roses all over it and if you notice behind her the artwork on the wall is a picture of a potted rose of the same color um which is kind of symbolizing this this uh this growth that she's making as a character but the internal struggle is that she's dealing with these bad guys in her mind and then also having ryan in her life she's opening up to the possibility that some guys can be good and, uh, and, and, and we, we kind of see this struggle playing out throughout the film. She keeps wanting to go back to him and wanting to just get out of it, so to say, and, and build a relationship and move on. And, and there's this other side of her that's pulling her to it and, and she can't move on from it. And, and of course those, those two roads kind of diverge, um, towards the end of the movie. And we find out that, that he himself cannot be trusted as well. Yeah, and when that happens, it completely obliterates her sense of security with men that she knew or really anybody, period. Right, and and so for me in that aspect, I knew 
that once I saw this happen, that the that internal struggle was no longer uh, was shut down for her. The door was closed, and and the fact that there could be good men out there, I I knew that she was going to die at the end of this movie. I I didn't see any other way because that that's kind of an important thing for this main character to be to be dealing with, and we have to believe that she's going to take the good road in the end or have some possibility of getting out you know it's it's the it's the classic superhero struggle it's like they they're they're drawn yeah. into doing something um, that they don't necessarily want to do but they know that there's a good there's always a potential of, of of good we always think batman can someday find a girlfriend or something you know and, and yeah. once that door's closed he it, it he's just a bad guy himself so once i saw that happen i knew that she was gonna have to die as as a martyr yeah when i was watching the film i was trying to think how is she going to get out of this? How is she going to recover at the end of the film? And there's just no way I could imagine a good ending that I personally would accept that included her being happy. Right. You know, if, if she was happy, then it's just, it's too sweet. It's too sweet. Now with her dying, it added a whole new sense and a whole new level to the story. And that it blew me away yet again. It just, I wasn't expecting her to die. Yeah, that is true. I was expecting her maybe to go to prison to continue doing what she's doing, where she's going out and attacking men who try to attack her, you know, or going out and sternly, cause she doesn't, she doesn't attack him. She sternly talks to them and tells them why they're wrong after, giving them every opportunity i mind you she gives them every opportunity to back out Mm -hmm. she tells them multiple times she wants to go home she's drunk no i don't want to do this and they're like oh like let me take you home you know let me escort you so you're safe right and then they get to their house and it's like oh look at this we're at my place how about we come here your place is a few blocks away we can go after yeah and even if she says no, like, oh, it'll be fine. Uh, yeah. What did you think about the book that she kept um, logging all of these, these, oh. for lack of a better word, uh, counter victims? Like, um, they're, I mean, it's it's hard to yeah. call them vic- perpetrator victims um, yeah, that she her, logged in this her. book, you know, and, and she would check, she would hashtag. That's not the right word. She would check mark. Yeah. You know, check mark. You know, one, two, three, four, five, the. <laughs> What is it called? Yeah, chicken scratch. Chicken scratch them in the back of her book and then write the name. And Mm -hmm. one of the questions I had is the use of colors. She has different colors for everyone. What do you think that 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 played into or how that might have been? See, I, I don't know because we have to look. Is she attacking and killing? Because the few men that we saw her do this attack to, one we know is fine, didn't do nothing. One man we don't know. Uh, or, uh, or the other man we know is fine as well because he's mentioned by the third dude at the end. So we know three guys at least got Jerry. away without being, yeah, without being attacked, right? Yeah, the guy, so the guy with the fedora mentions. If, oh, you you mm-hmm. did this to Jerry, so he must have known. It, uh, yeah, so he must have known him. So he must. But at the be- very beginning, she was walking with the jelly donut, no God. shoes on, and we pr- presume that was blood running down but, her. Yeah, right? but. I mean, just how funny is that, that she not only did this thing, this nice guy routine to Jerry, but she also ran into Jerry's friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, oh my God, what fucking scumbags, dude. And they even hang around in packs. In my mind. Hunting I, like freaking wolves. I'd like to think that she castrated them and left them emasculated in some way, you know, but. God, that would make, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It just makes them feel bad about themselves to a point where they can't forget it. Yeah, and then so that was also another issue that I that I noticed too is that there's also this theme in the movie of seeing something and not doing something about it, but there's also this yeah. this other side of seeing something and not doing something about it because everybody seems to know that this girl is is doing what she's doing. The guys know uh, her friends often run into her at the club and several times it happens two times in, mm-hmm. the, in this show in this movie and um her, her friends and family seem to know that she's engaging in this in this behavior and going out and baiting men um, but they don't 
make men they don't they don't they don't do anything about it they seem to just let oh that's casey she's she's just going out there and chopping dicks and taking names and and writing the check marks in her book every week and and it's like everyone seemed to know about it you know but nobody was like telling her to stop it's like they all knew that she was doing something they just didn't know what but they also knew that with what happened in her life the major experience that she's going through that maybe she's just needs that time to party and to be somebody else until she's able to recover so they don't do anything about it yeah i mean it's not that uncommon i would think and i i love the you know the inclusion of other strong women in this in this film one of my favorite things is uh my favorite this is i'm nerding out but my favorite movie of all time is legally blonde and I like to joke mm-hmm. around because I, because I say that uh, this movie taught me that I can I can be good looking and smart, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Jennifer Coolidge is is one of the like the nail techs that's in in Legally Blonde that that cares for and, and helps empower. Uh, oh God, what's her name? Oh, she's an icon. Hang on, what's she's her name? She's an icon. Uh... And her duck, her duck face on this, on this movie was, I, I, I can't imagine when I think of the brainless um, mom that only cares about, you know, uh, what her friends think. Like she just like personified that like thought of person i had and oh man she killed it she killed yeah it. yeah reese witherspoon is the name i'm trying to say she's the one that built up reese mm-hmm. witherspoon or l and uh in the yeah. movie and I, I think that's awesome that she plays the mother of of casey in this one and and then also you know this this thing kind of stood out to me a lot i'm not sure if it caught your eye but the scene where she's engaging or uh shaming McLovin, the character that plays McLovin, uh, who's uh-huh. not played in this movie, but yeah. Uh, you know what I mean. We all know what you mean. Everybody knows what you yeah. mean. <laughs> I McLovin. forgot his name already. She's sh- shaming McLovin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you notice, and it, it's 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 almost an eyesore, every wall has a dream weaver on it, or one of those dream catchers um, yeah. in his house. There's like six of them on the, on the walls and on the doors and hanging just throughout his apartment. And I'm like, what? What is the meaning of this? Why, obviously, a set director did this with intent. And oh uh, yeah, for it me, could very well mean. Yeah, I, I kind of think that she is the dream catcher, right? So she's, mm-hmm. you know, we think of uh, a, a dream catcher as, at least by American standards, that it probably means nothing at all for us. But uh, we think that you know we hang it up and it catches all the bad dreams, so that we are are you know protected and safe. Yeah. And she's the one that's kind of doing that for all the other women out there. She's being a dream weaver for them and keeping them safe. See, I actually had a different thought about those. Um, I th- I thought the dream weavers were more like a um, because it's, they're only at McLovin's house, right? Mm-hmm. I thought they were more of a representation of his victims, like how many times this good boy or this nice guy has done what he's doing to. Um, who he thinks is an unsuspecting drunk girl on his cou- bed. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that was the the abundance of of the number of them being there. Yeah. That, that that's that's the reason I thought about it. It's just because the massive amount of Dreamweavers. Yeah. Just, they were everywhere. <laughs> <Just standing laughs> oh yeah. It's not like they just had a whole bunch of extra of them and they just threw them on. They're like there's there's obviously done with intent. But also, oh, yeah. There's speaking of props. How beautiful was that espresso machine inside the the oh. coffee shop? I'm like, I want one of those. I don't even know. Oh my god. What comes? It looks like Dude, a distillery, but it, it was it, so beautiful. It, it made me so so thirsty for coffee <laughs> exactly they they captured the essence of a coffee shop perfectly oh. Mm. oh man dude nothing nothing in this film was done by accident the framing shots of uh like the 30 second long framing shots where it's literally just her on a blank wall surrounded by one frame yeah and it's just staring at her it's so it, it's simple it adds nothing it's basic, to the story yeah, yeah. But it is so powerful. Oh my gosh! I I know this this is not something I should be saying with this movie, but 
I don't know about you, but one of the hottest scenes was when she spit in the coffee and he drank it. And I was like, that yeah. guy's a keeper. Put a ring on him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, she's psychotic. That is definitely what a psychotic and so girl is he to drink like. it. <laughs> I'm like, they're a perfect couple. <laughs> oh, it was great. I, I love that. I was like, drink it, drink yeah. it. And he drank it. I was like, oh, oh, was oh God, I would never. Such an awesome way to like fall in love with somebody i think but mm -hmm. it's so badass Absolutely. it's badass because she is badass and and i and just so there's no question about it we've been saying this for for years that we think women are strong like they are oh, there was never absolutely. any question about it during the whole me too movement and everything it's like mm -mm. why why I, I understand why they're doing it but it's like it's like why was there any question about women not thinking they're strong they are the strongest people in our lives and they're rocks for us yeah and this movie does the best the best job at showing that it smacks the viewer in the face mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable if you're one of those believers like one of those conspiracy theorists like oh there is no nice guy persona there's just rapist and regulars guys no no dipshit there's a reason that dude's only getting a year in prison and not 15. Right. You know, it's because he has a nice smile with a couple dimples and he can charm his way out of anything. Yes, that is a thing that does exist. And I love how this movie just. Yes. And it's, so it's so great. It's so powerful. In order to build up the and, and break down the stereotype, build up and break down the stereotypes of uh -huh. this movie, there had to be a lot of uh successful white men in this film absolutely absolutely if anybody rapes somebody or sexually assaults somebody right and they're white there is a much higher chance they're going to get off with a slap on the wrist you know in comparison to what they should be getting and that is not just a thought that's a damn fact so i'm glad yeah. that these people who attacked him were white because this happened at um a university where the people she was hanging out with were white at the time, you know? Yeah. Well, they, so I mean, I'm they're really... always white to be fair. That's, that's, they can't change their yeah. color, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, you, well, you did I'm... sum it up a lot better than, than the way I was trying to say it. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we do have to address though, we have to talk about this is, um, her in the scene where she is preparing to go to war, her battle, she shows mm -hmm. up in full blowjob lips and I'm not the one like saying blowjob. It, it, that's, that's what it was. You know, it was in reference mm -hmm. to the video that she watched titled how to have blowjob lips at the beginning of the thing at the beginning of the movie. And, um, I thought it was fitting that she shows up that way to kind of flip the script and, and, and not be the, the victim and not be, uh, uh, you know, the, God, I get so yeah, close she's to not it. the prey. <laughs> she's yeah. not the prey. Let me do, yeah, and not be the prey. Um, and she's kind of putting it on as like as a battle, as a battle. Words. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's, um, you know, it's like the prey becomes, um, the hunter. You know, it's a little bit tough to dissect this movie because we're two guys that are both guy guys you know we're like we're we're the we're apex mm -hmm. guys you know you you served you did the most badass stuff uh um in in other countries and and i did my aspect of law enforcement yeah. so it's a little bit tough to deal with you know a, a feminist empowerment movie mo empower a feminist empowerment movie because we first of all don't have that perspective of of a vulnerable person or that of a woman um and um, yeah no i i actually didn't find it too hard to watch because i found it more instead of a feminist movement trying to make fun of men and say all men are bad and we're the worst in the world instead they were showing us what was wrong that society is says that is just normalized just something that happens and they're telling us look this is wrong because of this right. yeah. this is why and showing us without you know we can't say oh we didn't see it it was right there in front of Absolutely. my damn face yeah. you know 
Yeah, yeah, and and I think I nor, think I'm not trying to put us in the category of the men that needed to learn this type of thing, <laughs> or the men that were in the movie because no, not we, not even we both close. Have been we have our partners and we've been with them and and mm-hmm. and we're we're we like being taken. Um, we're not we're not bachelors or like being yes. single or anything. So I don't I don't think it's something that we no, need no, to be no, programmed, no. but it's definitely harder to dissect. Uh, and, and maybe that 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 is mm-hmm. in essence the problem is that it's harder for us to get in that perspective, and it probably shouldn't be. But um, yeah, it, it it did it did have yeah. that like Quentin Tarantino esque vibe to it, like that you know vengeance film because that's all he does. And I, I thought mm-hmm. it was really really great. Another thing that I appreciated was that it even had these chapter breakdowns, right? So it would tell us like, you know, one, two, chapter three. But if you mm-hmm. notice when we get to chapter four, it's it's four Roman numeral I's, which is not a Roman numeral four. It should be IV. So then I realized it yeah. is not a Roman numeral chapter. And what it is, is they yeah. are hash marks in her book. So in case you need to keep count as an audience member, th- those are the hash marks of her victims so far since we started watching yeah which i thought was pretty cool it was a really fun thing once i figured that out once we got to four yeah it was yeah but still didn't lead on to the you know the fact of what those colors were in her book and and i hope you know if there's a a follow-up to this that we kind of learn why she was using different colors and and what they maybe represent to me they mean something it's some kind of code that she was doing maybe severity of their actions or the severity of what she did to them. Yeah. I I would be very interested to find out what the colors represented um, in her book. And if they had any tie to um, her overall outfit or the colors on her fingernails as well, I doubt they do, but it'd still be really interesting to find out. Yeah. Finally, the one, another strong woman I just thought of as well uh, that was placed in this is so yeah we have we have a lot of uh, characters and actors that were picked for the men were characters that had played in other movies or other TV shows that played as you know the mm-hmm. super clean you know good guys that were now being turned into the bad guys in this movie and then we have all these women that are coming from strong backgrounds that are badass women in their own right um, another one that I noticed was Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, who is the uh, who plays the character Madison, and she's Allison Brie is, is in real life. Um, oh my God! Yeah, I love great, her. great actress. She plays in uh, Glow, which is about a whole bunch of female wrestlers, and it's it's very, mm. very similar in the aspect that they are strong women being strong and kicking ass. So I thought it was kind of a cool uh, casting choice that they put her in there. Yeah, I I didn't I haven't seen Glow yet. I've seen um her in Community and that show was hilarious. Her comedy was perfect for the type of character she was playing. So when I saw her in this, I was like, "Oh man, I'm really excited to see her in something like serious." Yeah. And, yeah, and oh, I got to see her serious. It was the awesome. The turning point, you know, we hit act 2 very quick and uh, not very quick, but it it flashed like that because I almost didn't even catch it. Um and the character that turned her her uh, what do you call them? What do you call them? Her, her coach that pushed her on into the next act mm-hmm. uh, was Molly Shannon, who plays on, um, who used to play on on Saturday Night Live, and uh, really really funny comedian. And uh, I thought it was it was a good good pick for her. Who's also another strong woman, and uh, and she mm-hmm. was just basically like, you got to get over it. You got to move on. We all can't be stuck in the past. And just like that, she yeah she moved on into the next, into the next act. If it seemed, um, did she move on? Yeah, it, it, yeah, she did. She moved on and it was, it was a very special moment. Yeah. Because that was the mom of, um, her friend that was raped and eventually killed herself. So it really felt like a good, closure point. And with it coming so early in the film, I, my heart sank. Cause I was like, Oh, there's no way the rest of the 40 minutes of this film is going to be uh, just them happy-go-lucky the entire oh, yeah. time. Oh, man, what the hell's going to drop? What's going to happen? And when it drops, it just it 
it's like a kick in the gut yeah man. and so i believe that was the best ending for her that is the ending she wanted she the, the mm-hmm. character she wasn't gonna want to live a happy yeah. ever ever life and happy god damn it yeah Kept she didn't want to live a happy forever like, life everything's and, uh, good this was the ending she wanted to get her vengeance and mm-hmm. and she wanted to go out in a in, with guns shooting guns blazing you know Oh my gosh! Most intense scene of the movie is uh, when the uh, what was Al Monroe, the doctor, is is putting the pillow over mm-hmm. her face. My God, that's so intense! And and as he's oh, he's dude, choking yeah. her out, that we're moving in closer to him, and, and you know he's just a big baby at, at the end. He's crying and everything. He's oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, horrible. He's a, the horrible yeah. villain. You know, it's it's it's. It's almost there's this, you know, turn that happens in his demeanor, and and he goes from being a strong man into a, a whimpering, crying little baby, and that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. But it's also like this: this is this is the guy at the end of the video game. You know, this is the big battle, um, and and it, mm-hmm. it was nothing. But that's also important to show that that it can be anybody. You know, it can, it, you don't know who it is, and you shouldn't. Mm-hmm you know, give them, give them credence because they have the color of their skin or the position they have. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. So, so to tie this up, if you guys haven't seen the film, do we suggest you guys watch it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, we did give you a lot of spoilers. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think you guys should watch it no matter what. Spoilers be damned because it's just a great movie because you got to be able to, you have to be able to appreciate cinema even if you know what's going to happen. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to watch older films or rewatch films and you're killing yourself. You're robbing yourself of wonderful experiences if you guys are one of those like, oh, I know what's going to happen. I can't watch right. it now. Yeah. Oh, I know that. Um, you know, the dude dies in whatever movie that is. I can't, I can't watch it now. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. So many people put so much time and effort into making these movies become a reality. Who gives a shit about spoilers, yeah. man? Watch it for what it is. A beautiful, wonderful piece of art. Absolutely. And that is exactly why we do our podcast and give so much time to it. Um, because, this stuff is worth watching and it has impact and it has meaning. Oh, so um, what's pretty funny, what I thought was uh, a pretty interesting aha, aha about the film. Um, so you know that the video that you're referencing to the, um, the blowjob yeah. lips. So it turns out the girl that played the um, like, Oh, let me show you how to do blowjob lips. Come on girls. This is <laughs> it. Um, that was the director emerald Fennell. Oh. i hope i didn't botch your name i'm so sorry emerald very Fennell. cool i didn't know that that's awesome that she got to insert right? herself in the movie somehow <laughs> yeah that makes it so much better yeah. and so much more funny dude very cool well uh, um how do we end this so yeah it looks like we're being coming to a close today guys with uncovered cinema if you want to watch a movie that is the same with uh it's gonna be my pick of the week every week i do this at the very very end um it's the movie i'm looking forward to watching this week uh check out stowaway it's on netflix it's a dark suspenseful piece it looks wonderful it's in space has a lot to do with you know what happens if there's one too many people in a can with limited resources Oh. And I, I'm just, I'm very excited. As a microbiologist, I could tell you what happens if there's too many resources, but it'll be better to find out over the release of a movie. But uh, it's not good. I can tell you that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Uncovered Cinema. Please feel free to check us out on our Reddit or forward slash Uncovered Cinema. And uh, on Instagram at Uncovered Cinema. And you can also let us know your thoughts on this episode and uh, give us some input as well as suggestions to watch for future episodes. Heck yeah. Yeah, join the community. Come over to r slash Uncovered Cinema. We're trying to build something over there, you know, in between episodes. It's where we're going to be hanging out, 
posting memes, posting polls, questions, ideas on future episodes. So if you guys want to be a part of that, you want to hang out with us and join us, go over there. It's r slash uncovered. All right. And with that, we'll see you next week. We will see you. Yeah. See you next week, guys.